0: Is there a desire in you to not just attend Revival, but live in Revival? Welcome to the Revival Lifestyle Podcast. I'm your host, Isaiah Saldivar. I've been in Revival for the last 10 years, as well as traveling and being a part of many Revivals throughout the United States. I'm going to be sharing with you how to live a radical lifestyle of Revival on a daily basis. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we are live. Man, this is going to be a good show. I'm super excited for the show all day long. I've been anticipating. Listen, Pagani I'm here to receive man I'm here to receive I'm here to just get breakthrough in my life I'm super excited to have you on I was just telling you earlier and I just want to tell everybody you were on my show episode 7 right. February 19th of 2020 before the whole <laughs> thing <laughs> happened yeah before right. the whole thing happened you were on my show it was actually so good that everyone on they're like we need another episode this was not enough and That was after three hours We did another episode the week later, episode eight. That was another three hours. And that was three and a half years ago. Here we are. We're still plowing. We're still friends. Praise the Lord. We're actually good friends. You're one of my, if people don't know, you're one of my absolutely best friends. We talk pretty much every day. I don't know if there's a day that goes by where me, you, Vlad, Mike, and the guys aren't talking. And so... Man, I want to start off tonight. We're episode 149. I'm extremely honored. Even though you are a good friend of mine, sometimes as good friends, it's easy to just be like, hey, what's up, bro? But I want to just put the bro aside for like 30 seconds and say, I tremendously honor you. I value our friendship. I look up to you majorly, your input in my life, your voice in my life. You're definitely a spiritual covering to me and a spiritual authority anything you advise me to do I'm like no questions asked let's do it and so I just want to say man I honor you I appreciate you I love you and we have a special friendship that I I value I appreciate so I wanted to say that on the front end of the show for those that are maybe new to our audience new to our page like when you said hey let's I have this book coming out I'm like bro let's do a show let's get live let's go to here on and it's gonna be it's gonna be good I'm anticipating it and so man I honor you I honor you you're real I am not trying to throw any shots at anybody but you're a real apostle you're a real apostle overseeing many churches. You have a best-selling book on deliverance. Now you're having a second in Jesus' name best-selling book on deliverance. And man, thank you for being on the show. How are you feeling tonight?
1: I'm excited. You know, we're about one week away from the release of our sequel to The Secrets to Deliverance. Now The Secrets of Generational generational Curses. So I'm excited about what's going to happen uh, September 5th. The, the book finally comes out after five years. But man, let me just, before we even jump into that... You know, thank you for such a warm, welcoming, and opening. Um, I know we hear that frequently amongst us, uh, the Demon Slayers—you, me, uh, Mike, and Vlad—and we do talk through text uh, frequently. You know, um, but man, thank you, thank you very, very, very much for um, your kind words because they're authentically, they're authentically true. You know, and I don't have many friends ministerially. I have many, many sons, spiritual sons and daughters from our local church that are um, absolutely close friends and best friends to me. But ministerially, um, literally, you know, there's a friend that sticks closer than a brother. So mm. you guys, uh, in this, what, you know, what God is doing with us collectively, you know, it's it's an honor to have you as a colleague. And I look forward to uh, making history. And I think that we are making history. And I think yes. that... Time will tell of the what we've plowed in this digital era, you know, uh, what God did. And it's good to, you know, to to walk alongside with you and the, and the rest of the Demon Slayer friends. You know, never thought that a that, Demon man. Slayer group named Joke Chat would turn into a real thing where now everybody's saying Demon Slayer. But yeah, man. But I'm excited about today. And yes, I was with you. Uh, Maybe the sixth episode when Revival Lifestyle podcast came out and we talked about deliverance and then we did another one on Nephilim and then we did another one on dreams and wow, excited about what God has taken your channel. Man, by far, we all call you and I'm going to say this and only us four know this, but I'll throw it out there. For those of you that are watching, we call Isaiah our spiritual father (laughs) for online ministry. (laughs) And all of our ministry online pages were jacked up, were <laughs> messed up. And then he was like, bros, you got to fix this up. Let's take digital by storm. And we done followed his advice. And like all of us have excelled in the area of online ministry man so yeah
0: it's been awesome man it's it's been a super fun journey and like you said we did this three and a half years ago we were on the show here we are back we've done a bunch of shows together and i'm you're legitimately i'm gonna say this guys okay i know i have friends watching i love all of you that are watching you're actually one of my favorite preachers of all time. Everyone always says, who do you listen to? I think it's clear why you talk loud and fast, just like me. And uh, again, I love all my friends out there watching, but when I listen to people, you I'm like- yeah. You do say that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta have someone fast, strong conviction, loud. And so, man, I just feel like when we're together, it's just, we flow we flow well. And I was laughing because I was watching our show from three and a half years ago, uh, February, it was 19th, 2020. And I was like, we have 150 on Facebook, all excited. And so so just to see the growth has been crazy. You know, we've had multiple shows where we hit 10,000 live together. And I'm believing tonight we're going to have those, one of those record-breaking shows as we get into this. We already have exactly. 1,400 on the live, and I'm excited about that. So we're going to jump in. You have a book now. When is the official release date of your book that we're going to talk well, about tonight? The,
1: the official release date of the book, The Secrets to Generational Curses, is September 5th, okay. next week. But they can go right now the information is pinned in the comment. Go to Amazon, purchase it. Um, People are already receiving the book as they pre-ordered it. You could pre-order it now, but there are certain uh, avenues and outlets that are actually shipping them out very, very early. So I've already been signing books Mm. as members of our church have come to service uh, last Sunday and said, Apostle, we got the book. Uh, Can you sign it for me? So if you... Purchase it now, Um, you might be able to get it actually before the release date, but officially September 5th, September 5th of next week.
0: Awesome, okay, so here's what we're going to do as we start the show. I want you guys to make sure, number one, you get it on Amazon. The Amazon link is in the comments, it's in the description. Don't be in here saying, where do I get it? Guys, I have it pinned and linked everywhere. It's in the description, in the comments, and get it on Amazon. Actually, I just looked and it's 10% off through Amazon, so they, anyways, you can get it on Amazon make sure you leave a review you got to do this now I don't have a book my book will be out in 2045. I don't have a book but when I do I'm going to make sure you all leave a review please make sure you pre-order it tonight on Amazon buy one for a friend or family buy one for that religious pastor that keeps telling you there's no such thing as generational curses and then do us a huge favor and leave an Amazon review that's going to boost it on the algorithm that's going to help with the New York Times bestseller all that good stuff we want to get it to the top of the algorithm genuinely your last book and this book is going to be a book that 100 years from now, if the Lord doesn't return, will be one of those staple, hey, put this in my great, great grandkids' hands. This is a good book on deliverance. Uh, my great, great grandfather knew this guy. That It'll be one of those books. It'll be one of those when pigs move in, pigs in the parlor, uh, a right. Derek Prince, a Frank Hammond, a Don Dickerman type book. It already is your first one, but I do believe these are going to be, these are legacy building books. So guys, right. make sure that you guys go and do that. Get it. Get one for a friend and family. And then also talk really quick about the giveaway that you're doing tonight. And then we're going to jump right into the content.
1: Okay, so we are giving a free ebook copy just for tonight only. And the link will only be available for 24 hours. All of those of you that are watching live of my first book, The Secrets to Deliverance Under One Condition. We are 300 subs away on Facebook from reaching 100K, which means tonight we're looking for 300 new subscribers for our YouTube page, or rather our Facebook 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 page. page, Our Facebook page. And then if we reach, here's the clause, if we reach 100K while we're doing this interview, why here? Because I'm going to be looking at the numbers. I will release the link on how you can download the ebook to my first book now the reason why this is important is the second book makes more sense when you read the first book for those of you that haven't read the first book and for those of you that already have it in paperback we will you will now be able to have it um, in ebook form for only 24 hours. all right so we're putting the link. Uh, to our Facebook page right now in both the YouTube page of Isaiah's YouTube, we're putting it I in there now. I just it
0: a bunch of times.
1: Right, and I'm also
0: so go it like, in. go like. If we, if we break 100,000, he's posting his book, his first book, free for 24 hours. So guys, right. it's as simple as liking. This is not. 300 of you need to sew 100 it's zero dollars it's free 99 we're literally giving the book to you for free so get out of here with that oh you guys come on guys we're doing it for free like his page if we break 100k which we will there's already 1500 of you on i mean just go do it then we're going to release that book so i've spammed it it's in the description it's in the comments go like his facebook page
1: like it right now that means go out press like jump back in because in about about a minute from now we're gonna get into what we're gonna talk about today and it's generational generational curses. so
0: I'm excited about that it's if you gonna be good yeah I, I want to <laughs> open up I want to open up the show with this this is the only thing I've seen the pushback that you've received on this book on the last book and guys this stream is not going to be about responding to critics heresy Hunters we don't care about none of that people say like what do you think of heresy hunters and I don't think of them that's what I think I the thing is I don't think of them but I I do want to respond to something a genuine question people had is the book titled is title is the secrets to generational curses your last book is the secrets to deliverance one thing people get keep getting hung up on and I want to show this in scripture and then give you a chance to respond is secrets people are like there's no secrets brother there's no new secrets we don't need to talk about secrets let me give two verses just for our audience as we start the show and then I'm going to give the mic over to you here Luke 8:10. Now this is Jesus Christ, the one that we are all following. This is the guy we've laid our life down for. This is the guy that is fully God. This is what he said in Luke 8:10. The knowledge, look at this, Luke chapter 8 verse 10, "The knowledge of the secrets of the kingdom of God have been given to you. But others mm-hmm. I speak in parables so that" So Jesus tells us why he's always speaking in parables so that they see, but they may not see, though hearing, they may not understand. Okay, let me give you one more. This is Jesus, Matthew 13, 11. This is for all of you in the chat that are gonna say, oh, there's no secrets, brother. Why is the book called Secrets to Generational Curses? Matthew 13, 11. Jesus replied, you are permitted. Okay, type that in the chat. You are permitted to understand the secrets of the kingdom of heaven, but others are not. This is what Jesus is saying. He says I speak in parables so only my true disciples through revelatory knowledge will understand what I'm saying look at this and the religious people will miss completely what I'm saying those of you in the chat now my chat probably won't say it but other chats oh I don't know about secrets brother you are the people he's saying will not understand even though you're hearing the broadcast tonight You're not going to understand it. Even though you're watching the broadcast tonight, you're not going to understand it because I'm just going to say this nicely. You are religious. You're religious. You're stuck in that religious framework. You don't believe in deliverance. You don't believe in miracles. You don't believe in curses. You don't believe in any of the supernatural parts of the Bible. You've thrown out the supernatural. You don't believe in the power of God. And it was no different, Pagani, in Jesus's day. They they threw out the power of God and Jesus said, look, I'm paraphrasing. You don't understand. You don't believe because you deny the power of God. So guys, tonight, I don't know where you're watching from. I want to be set free. I want to be fully. I want, I don't want there to be any curse, any demonic powers. I want to walk in freedom. And if Jesus offers me that praise the Lord, I'm not here to argue. I'm not here to debate. I'm here to get free. So guys, don't be bitter be better don't be bitter be delivered so yes I gave you two biblical verses talk to me I gave the verses what are your thoughts when people say oh brother there's no secrets to generational curses or deliverance
1: well you actually answered it with the biblical references uh that you've already mentioned but first Corinthians chapter 2 um also says that um that Eye has not seen, ear has not heard, neither has it been put in the heart of man, the things that God has prepared. And then the next verse says, but he has revealed it to us by his spirit, God's deep secrets. Mm. Also in the Old Testament, it says the secret of the Lord is with them that fear him. So So the premise by which the word secrets, it has nothing to do with esoteric. It has everything to do with intention. It means this. What has been the overall theme of Matthew chapter 13, which I believe is probably the greatest chapter that talks about uh, things that are secrets and things that are hidden. It means this. Nothing is yours until you discover it. That's how the kingdom is applied. Nothing is yours until you discover it. This is why in mostly all of the parables, Pearl of Great Price, the mystery of the kingdom, it was always hidden. There was a man in the field and he stumbled across a pearl of great price. He bought the great field. Um, The kingdom of God is like a merchant that went deep deep sea diving to be able to find the the pearl of great price. It has everything to do with intention of pursuit. And the Bible says it is the glory of God to conceal a matter, but it is the glory of kings to search the matter out. Secrets are reserved for kings who will search for it, and the reason why it's there is God always wants to know how bad do you want it. And that's just the way that he is. So I just want uh, many people, uh, at least let's start there. Um, Don't allow New Agers and occultists to rob things that the Bible actually talked about. They already kind of sort of robbed the rainbow. Let's not let them rob the word secret as well, because we're afraid that secret means esoteric. No, secret doesn't mean esoteric. It's talking about pursuit. And that's the way the kingdom is. The kingdom is never given to you. You have to pursue it. Now watch this. You pursue it in what kind of manner? Violently. Mm. Because the kingdom of heaven suffers violent, and the violent pursue it by so let's jump into this. So thing. good. So guys,
0: this whole book and what we're talking about tonight is revelatory wor- things that God has shown Apostle Alexander Pagani. We're not writing new doctrine. We're not nope. writing a 67th book of the Bible. We're not trying to revive nope. the book of Enoch. We're telling nope. you stuff God has showed us through revelation, through prayer, through the word. So secrets is that revealing. And the Bible does say God shares his secrets with his friends and that's the baseline is relationship with God so the books about generational curses we have we know a lot of pastors don't talk about this this is a very mysterious topic in the body of Christ give us a a base definition of what is a generational curse
1: a generational curse is a warranted verdict given by the courtroom of heaven against a person a household or a place that committed a transgression against God's law that warrants that level of consequence. Now let Mm. me just say this, not every sin warrants a generational curse, but there are some that will. Let me give you an example of that in practical application. If I have an argument with my wife and the rapture comes, trust me, me and my wife will be arguing on our way to heaven, we're not gonna miss the rapture if The rapture happens in the moment, if you believe uh, in the rapture, if you're pre-tribulation, we're both going to make it to heaven. It won't produce a generational curse, arguing with my wife or getting angry with my wife or getting nippy with my wife. But if I commit adultery on my wife, adultery against my wife will produce a generational curse. Mm -hmm. Let me also explain it like this. Um, There is robbery in the first degree robbery in the second degree, robbery in the third degree. And then after robbery in the third degree, you get to misdemeanor. So that's kind of like the same concept in heaven. Not all sins lead unto death. And then there are some that lead unto death. And we'll kind of flesh that out a little bit later, the different degrees of sin. But ultimately, the generational curse is an edict It's not a demon, and it's not initiated by the devil. It's initiated by the courtroom of heaven against a person that has committed a transgression that warrants it. That's where it starts, and then we'll flesh this out as we we go further into this.
0: Yeah, I wanted to add as well, the, the word curse actually shows up over 230 times in the Bible. And there's six different words in Hebrew and three different words in Greek that are translated to the word curse this is a 100 biblical principle and for whatever reason well i kind of know the reason I'll, I'll share in a minute we've thrown curses out we don't even talk about curses and then right. people say well jesus broke all the curses we're no longer under the curse now the curse jesus broke was the curse of sin and death and the curse of the law there's many other curses in the bible if we have time later maybe i'll share a small list that i have there's many other curses in the bible that we're still under today for example we still physically die today. In the garden, nobody physically died. When we came under the curse of sin, we, man, physically died. Every day, 150,000 people die physically. We're not talking about the second death and the third, none of that, physically die. A physical death is a sign that we're still under, humanity is still under a curse. So for right. those of you in the chat that say, there's no such thing as curses any longer in the New Testament, brother, there absolutely is jesus broke the power of the curse but not the presence of every curse so there are still many other curses and i'm glad you said not every sin warrants a curse but there still are curses and there's people watching right now let me just prophesy that you've been under the curse you don't understand why is there constant freak deaths in my family why am i constantly no matter how much i work i'm under this curse of poverty why am i so drawn Seven generations back, adultery, 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 adultery. And you have to decide tonight, I'm going to pass down blessings, not curses. You have to decide tonight that these things ran into my family. We always say this until they ran into me. I'm going to be the curse breaker. Come on, chat. I'm going to be the curse breaker. I'm going to break this off my bloodline. I'm not going to allow this thing to keep going. I'm not going to be an alcoholic the way my dad was. I'm not going to be a fornicator the way my mom was. I'm not going to be under the curse of teen pregnancy. I know people, Pagani, that everybody in their family at 16 gets pregnant. My mom got pregnant at 16. My grandma got pregnant at 16. My great grandma. That is a generational curse of teen pregnancy. Y'all can call me crazy, but I've watched the Lord break these curses. And tonight, every generational curse, there's more power in the blood of Jesus than the power of the devil, but the blood must be appropriated. So tonight... I feel bad for the devil tonight, bro. I feel bad because we're going to run him up out. Now, let me ask you this next follow-up question. Is there a difference between a curse and between a demon? Or are they the same? Do we just cast them out? Okay, so demons
1: are the enforcers of the curse, Mm. not the initiators of it. Demons can't impose a curse on someone unless the person... Has committed a transgression and given them the legal right to do so. Now, let me give you an example of how that would look like in the natural. The demons are like US Marshals coming to a, a squatter living in a home that have failed to pay their mortgage note and are being evicted. What does a US Marshal come to do? To evict you out, they carry a paperwork. The paperwork says evicted or the judgment against that family. And here's what happens. They come to the house and they could care less what the person in the house is doing. They have to get out the house. Now here's what's interesting. The people in the house can't bring anything with them. They could only leave the house and leave everything in the house. Why? Because everything in the house now has become collateral to pay what they have already owned. Wow! And that's what it is with a generational curse. Now you could be free in Christ, but you're like Joseph. Free, anointed, but still in the prison. And the only way Joseph got out of that prison was not because he quoted his way out and not because he just believed his way out. It wasn't until another trial was done with Pharaoh and he was exonerated and he was removed out of that. That is what it is for the New Testament believer. Now, we're not talking about salvation here, because I know that uh, many people that are listening, we kind of view everything from a salvific point of view. And yes, that's good biblical exegesis. But that's not the only way, just as Isaiah mentioned, because if it was like that, then why do we still die? And why do we still sin? because the efficacy of Christ's work on the cross broke the power of sin, not the presence of sin. It also broke the power of the curse, not the presence of curses. And yes, there is, and we'll flesh this out a little bit more. There is New Testament biblical references that actually point to that a Christian saved can still be under a generational curse. So in a nutshell, the demons are the enforcers of the edict now watch this when a christian goes through deliverance that is specific to a generational curse and not the demon part when god revokes or resolves the curse in the heavens and we've me and isaiah and others we have seen this happen what happens is this a new edict is decreed a new memo Come is on. sent to the devil and the devil gets tapped on the soldier now I'm giving you an illustration. Now, we don't know if it happens exactly like the way that I'm telling you. I'm just giving you a a, a visual to see it. But what we do know is this. An angel comes, taps the devil on 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 the shoulder and gives him a new memo. The devil and the demon reads the new memo. Case dismissed. Case resolved. What happens? By default, the devil has to let go. And this is why many of you... Though going through deliverance, you still feel like you're bound. And this is where Isaiah is funny because you know, They go through deliverance with deliverance ministries and then they still feel bound, right? And watch, this is what happens. Then they think they still have a demon. Mm. So they go back to the deliverance ministry, get on the same line, and because we record our deliverance services, people think that we either hired actors or it's the same person getting deliverance or whatever. The problem was they got delivered from the demon but they had not resolved the curse that's there. When the curse gets resolved, there is a releasing in the spirit dimension and the believer this release can't explain it there's just this release of oh something shifted and there is immediate results that are visual that are uh, tangible and you can see lifestyles changed you see Come on. Uh, economic status change, you see marriages restored, you're the first one, and I decree this to some of you that are watching me, you're gonna be the curse breaker of divorce in your bloodline, because God is gonna break and sever the generational curse of unfaithfulness in your bloodline, and your marriage is going to last beyond the two to three years that the rest of your family members, that's how it works. When God decrees it, it's released, the memo is sent to hell, And now a new instruction is given to the strong man. Tell your cohorts to release them and
0: walk away and back off. That's how it works. That's so good. And I think it's important that you said, this is not the devil putting curses on people. This is us violating the word of God, violating what scripture talks about. And then God allowing this to be on us or putting the curse on us and allowing the enemy to do what he wants to do with us because we've chosen to break the laws of God. Here's what blows my mind. There's a lot of Christians, a lot of pastors that teach whether a Christian can't have a demon, a Christian can't have a curse. And really what you're teaching people is this, live recklessly, do whatever you want, and God is going to defend you and God is going to protect you. Because if you believe a Christian can't have a demon, so you believe a Christian could go watch pornography, drink whatever they want, party whatever they want, but you've been telling your congregation, guys, you're not gonna get a demon if you're a Christian. So we have this reckless Christianity where I, I can do whatever I want. Pagani, there's no curses, there's no consequences, and there's no demons anymore. Because now I'm a Christian. I prayed a prayer and Jesus built a treehouse in my heart and I repeated after the pastor. And now I can live reckless. And it's no wonder why so many of you in the chat have no conviction, have no fear of God, and have no fear of man, if I go down these roads yeah i might come under a curse yeah i might get a demonic spirit so we're not teaching some people in the chat say oh you guys are teaching that god is weak no we're teaching people be responsible walk in holiness don't live this greasy grace christianity that people are preaching because you might find yourself lunch for a demon you might find yourself opening up to demonic spirits coming under a curse the curse the bible says can't land without a cause if you're under a curse tonight praise the lord at the end we are going to pray we're going to renounce we're going to break the curse in jesus name so don't be all freaked out just stay till the end but my point is if you're under a curse it's because you did something or what we're talking about tonight you're under a generational curse which is even worse because someone else did something because a a parent did something a grandfather did something now I'm not going to share my whole story of getting deliverance and freedom from a generational curse I'm just going to leave it at this I had a generational curse and around a year after being saved the Lord revealed it to me in prayer it was almost midnight I called a friend over I said bro come pray for me I want to break this thing off of me and I got free from it so I don't want to live my life in arrogance and in pride saying oh well I'm a Christian And, and here's the deal here's the deal If you want to be here tonight and say Christians can't have generational curses and Christians can't have demons, just live your life struggling. That's fine. That's totally fine. Live, keep struggling, keep praying as much as you can, fasting as much as you can. Or you can say, man, there's freedom available. God can deliver me. God can set me free. I don't have to be an unbeliever. Even a Christian can get free. Praise the Lord. Because I heard a guy, I'm not going to mention names. Some of you know who he is, but I'm not going to throw shade because that's not what this is about. But he was mentioning generational curses aren't biblical. No Christians could have them. And Christians can't have demons. I was, I was watching him say this and I was like, and he's a friend of mine. And I'm like, oh, it feels bad, but it's okay. 10 minutes later, he went on about how he struggles with this and, this and this and this and this. And I'm like, bro, like you don't have to live your life constantly having panic attacks, anxiety attacks, addicted and struggling. Just get delivered, get free. So we tonight wanna be clear. Yes, this is for the church. Yes, we're not apologizing. Yes, this is for the body of Christ. You don't have to live your life in the struggle. We are not diminishing the power of the cross. We are preaching the cross has more power than the powers of darkness. But don't get mad at God that you're under a curse when you were the one that walked in disobedience. Okay, talk to me about... Some, I know I said a lot there. I'm too fired up. Listen, this is supposed to be your show, but forgive me if I jump in here and try to preach a little because, dude, I get no, when you talk, so I get all fired up, man. It's and so I got to remember, this is not my interview. This is your interview. So let's get back to it. What are some of the big hindrances to generational curses? And why in the world are churches and pastors not talking about this? Okay, I think the biggest, and I talk about this,
1: in actually I open up the first chapter of our book, talking about, or rather demystifying the whole idea of the topic of generational curses. The biggest hindrance that I have seen um, is what I call misinformation. Misinformation Mm. is false or incorrect information that is spread intentionally or unintentionally. Of all the enemies to the revelation of generational curses, I believe that misinformation reigns as its arch nemesis. And there is more misinformation out there in the body of Christ about generational curses than there is anti-curses propaganda. I believe it's misinformation information. And um, it's found without giving too much away because you really got to go buy the book and the information is linked and pinned in the comment. Make sure you purchase it and pre-order it tonight. And just to throw this in there, we're almost at 100K. We're about 50 subs away. So those of you that are there, if you want to get the free ebook copy of The Secrets to Deliverance, make sure you go follow me on Facebook for the free book Giveaway just for three hundred subs to pull us over the hundred uh the hundred k, okay. So here is some of and I would say maybe one or one or two is this Galatians chapter three verse verse thirteen where it says Jesus became the curse. That is by far the number one uh use or narrative that people who haven't dug deeper into this topic of generational curses that believe that a Christian can't have uh, a generational curse. And it's because they've been misinformed that the word become or became means to annihilate. That's how it's taught in biblical seminary. And I'm a biblical seminary graduate. That's how it's taught in many churches. And that's what I have heard throughout the years as I've been saved, now going on 31 years in the gospel. By far, I've heard this the number one, there's no such thing as generational curses. Jesus became the curse. That means there's no more curses. Then we got a problem, Houston. Because the same, the same apostle, or mm. rather the same apostles in the New Testament that said Jesus uh, became the curse, also in another epistle said Jesus became sin, who knew no sin, that we might be made the righteousness of God in Him. So if the word became implies no longer existing, because he became it, he embodied it, then what did Paul mean if it's the same Greek word? He became sin who knew no sin that we might be made the righteousness of God. So it became means no longer exists and there's no longer curses, then why do you still sin Wow! if he became sin? Because we've already said this three times in the program, is the efficacy of Christ's work on the cross has broken the power of sin, not the presence of sin. And if you sit here and say, Mm. try to win an argument, well, then I don't no longer sin, then the apostle John condemns you and says in 1 John chapter 1, if any Christian... Says they have not sinned and doesn't sin. You are a liar and Mm. the truth is not in you. Now, here's what's crazy about this Isaiah. First John chapter one is not written to unbelievers. You know how I know it's not written to unbelievers? Because he opens the epistle saying, Dear children, he says, Dear children, he says, God dwells in the light and in him there is no variables and no shadow of turning. And he said, As a matter of fact, if you have fellowship with him and walk in darkness, you lie. And then he goes on into saying, Uh, the idea of Christians still sinning. So I think the number one uh, arch nemesis of of understanding generational curses, post-ascension, present-day dispensation of the Holy Spirit, a.k.a. the church, church age, is misinformation. And this is why I wrote this book. The book that I wrote, The Secrets to Generational Curses, is, if I could just be a little bit nippy with it, I debunk those who try to debunk generational Come on. curses why cuz I want you to get set free and again and I hate that we have to keep repeating this no one is taking away from the supremacy of scripture no one is taking away from the supremacy of the efficacy of the cross no one is taking away from the supremacy of understanding of taking of adding to the gospel no one is doing that what we're doing is providing a thorough presentation so that you could become Full gospel
0: and get set free from every generation that is active in your life that's so good it's like when people say oh you guys do deliverance and you diminish the cross by casting out demons the cross is enough i'm like no we cast out demons because of the cross because of the power of the cross we're not diminishing it we're actually doing it because jesus came and exercised authority over the devil and gives us power pray guys praise the lord That we have power over these curses now praise the lord that we don't have to live in this perpetual cycle god is anybody in the chat tired of the same cycle of sinning and then getting free and then sinning and then getting free and then pastor saying you're always going to be this way you're always going to struggle financially you're always going to have deaths in the family randomly you're always going to have these issues and miscarriage is just going to run in your family no in jesus name There is power to break the curse. In Jesus' name, there is power to be delivered from that spirit of barrenness that's been on your womb. In Jesus' name, there is power to break the curse of barrenness tonight. In Jesus' name. So get out of here with that whole, oh, you guys think Jesus is weak? The only one that thinks Jesus is weak is all these cessationists out here that say, God can't work through people anymore. Miracles aren't happening through people. The power of God's not happening is just in the book of Acts, and it's no longer... And you know what's crazy? They believe that the devil works through people, but they don't believe that God works through people. Preach! Come on. And I posted that, and I had one of the most famous—I won't mention his name. I don't want to put him on blast. He's probably watching one of the most fa- famous cessationists on YouTube. Message me and say, "Actually, you have a good point there," because they always say the devil's working in uh, what Billy—Billy I- Eilish or Bill Eilish—I don't even know her name. The devil's working in Miley Cyrus and Beyonce, and then they go, and the next sentence they say. Oh, but god isn't working through people anymore that was just for the book acts i'm like so the devil gets to have all the fun working through people but god can't work through people so get out of that with that lame cessationism if your church teaches the gifts aren't for today you need to tell that church you're not for today and go find a new church okay talk to me i'm sorry dude you get me all you get me in trouble bro you get me all fired up when you come on here okay now there is a trend happening of I was just born this way. And this is why I do believe your book is coming out in perfect time because there's an entire community. We won't mention their names because we don't want to get banned. An entire community, Alphabet, Skittles, all of that stuff, the, the letter community that says I was just born this way and it's becoming very popular. Tell me a little bit about how your view of I was born this way and generational curses have have really evolved or changed over the last few years.
1: Okay, so let me read some scripture here and then give you a scientific answer and then a biblical answer. But Psalm 51, verse 5 says, Behold, I was shaped in iniquity. Notice how it doesn't say I was shaped in sin. Afterwards, it says it, and then it says, And in sin did my mother conceive me. I want to focus on that first part, shaped in iniquity. And we'll deal with that a little bit bit later. Ephesians chapter 2, verse 3 also says, Among them, we too all... Formerly lived in the lust of our flesh, indulging the desires of the flesh and of the mind, and were by nature, were by nature children of wrath, even as the rest. Now, here's let me let me give a scientific answer before I actually give a biblical answer for this, because it fits. Epigenetic modification is a scientific discovery. You can go look this up. This is not sensationalism, and this is not uh, speculation or speculative. This is a real thing. Epigenetic modification is a scientific breakthrough that has been discovered within the last 10 years that the cells in your body, based on the histones, receive information, external information on how to behave that's absolutely astounding now what does this mean it means that your cells are receptors of what they're receiving from the from your environment and from the from the outside now here's what happens when the cells in your body receive information on how to behave now you no longer need to be told to do something by nature You just go and you do it. This is why when a drug addict is removed from their environment of drugs, they go through withdrawals. Why? Because the cells in their body don't know how to function because they've already been programmed to function a certain way. Now, to even go a step further, even zoologists know this because this is how Uh, human beings have been able to take wild animals and domesticate them. They first tame them through fear and food. And then as they train the animal through what is called cognitive recognition, epigenetics, the cells in the animal's uh, soul or subconscious gain this information of this person is giving me food, so therefore treat this person right and don't eat them because they give you food for free without having to hunt. Now watch this. When the animal produces a litter, the animals that are born to the the, the parent animals, the information of what was learned from the parent is already transmitted to the animal, and as they keep doing that, what they do is this, then they take those two animals that have that information and they keep mating them, and then they keep producing, keep producing, and then you get a wild dog now becoming man's best friend. Now, how do we flip that? They have discovered, this is absolutely amazing, because I believe science is actually proving that generational curses do exist. They have discovered that it's the same with humans, that as people either live Good lives or bad lives, the cells in their body receive information and when you and I reproduce through procreation, people are born genetically predisposed to particular patterns of behavior with their, uh, and only waiting for the right conditions to be at play so that they can fulfill them. That is absolutely astounding. And the medical world knows this. So this is the reason why when you go to a clinic, even a Christian doctor, they give you a a, a paper and they say, fill this out and tell us your history. Why? Because sometimes the symptoms are just a symptom of a bigger root issue and your doctor doesn't want to have to guess. What you're dealing with, because based on how you're manifesting now and your historical data will let me know what could be the root cause of your problem. If that is not a display of understanding how the Holy Spirit would help reveal to a person, how is it that you're a prophet, but you're that nasty? Mm. How is it that you're a leader and you're 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 giving over to that sexual perversion? even though you're doing the best that you can. Why? Because sexual perversion has already been in the bloodline from your grandfather, from your great-grandfather, so Uh, alcoholism is prevalent among many preachers. Let's just throw it out there. Let's not even lie about it, right? You wanna know why? Because their first, 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 first bishop was drinking because they just came out of the Protestant Reformation and the Lord's Communion. They used real wine. Did you catch that revelation? Those of you that I'm talking to, right? So it kept going down the bloodline. It kept going down the bloodline. Well, watch this, watch this. So it makes sense. I used to be against saying, no, you were not born that way. I am now convinced that a person can be born that way, genetically predisposed to a pattern of behavior waiting to be triggered. Waiting to be triggered. Now you know why Jesus said you must be born again. Come on. uh, Why? Want more? You want more? The washing of regeneration. Regeneration. Notice the word, which means the metamorphosizing of your genes. Wow. Regeneration. Oh, so then that means that a Christian at salvation shouldn't have it. No! Because Paul said, be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. Why are we going to try? Trans- Why do we gotta renew our mind? Why? Because even though salvation has broken the power of the curse, the curses are still active. Not the curse of sin to be lost in damnation. That's taken care of at the cross. But family sins, hereditary sins, hereditary curses. And this is why Paul said, be ye transformed. How? Wait a second. But Paul also said that we already transformed. How are we going to transform if we already transformed? Mm. That's because We are living in the realm of misinformation, and I believe we've been genuinely taught wrong by well-meaning people who haven't understood a thorough. Why would Paul say, you're already transformed in Christ, and then say, keep transforming? That doesn't make sense. Why? Because a person can be born that way, but once they get in Christ, boom, that curse gets broken and as they renew their mind they're continuously as God reveals it breaking the curses in practical sanctification
0: that's so good that's so good oh you're going deep and I will say this I love what you mentioned here because it blows my mind that scientists doctors and nurses will say oh that just runs in your family yet christians don't even believe that christians don't even preach on that now i'm going to skip a little bit and ask you in a minute about curses and where they originate and then can someone have multiple curses we'll get a little bit more practical because we're about 45 minutes in and we're just warming up we're like barely scratching our notes scratching the surface but i i just think that it's time as christians we get out of denial why are we allowing doctors and nurses to believe in generational curses A doctor will tell you yeah that just runs in your family that's in your dna that's in your genes and then not understand that the scripture echoes this the scripture teaches this science is just validating what the bible already spoke about thousands of years ago and again if we have time later i'm going to go over some personal actions that give you curses and stuff but talk to me about i want to skip a little bit forward where do curses originate and then also tag on with that question can someone have multiple curses or is it just One curse per person. I know it sounds kind of funny there. Is it possible that you could have more than one generational curse in your bloodline?
1: Okay, the the Hebrew meaning for the word curse in the Old Testament is the word misfortune. That's all it means. It means misfortune. Now, why does that stick out? Because being a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, Uh, the Jewish nation or the Hebrew nation that was taken out of Egypt um, uh, um, really uh, perpetuated into the subconscious of the Hebrew nation is that they were a blessed and favored nation. This is the reason why they use words common such as shalom, which means blessing. And there's a lot of emphasis on blessing and blessing and blessing. The DNA and the subconscious of the average Hebrew Israelite was we are that of blessing. So the idea of curses was foreign to them because it meant misfortune, meaning not walking in the fullness of the blessing that it is your divine right as a Hebrew Israelite. That was the under the understanding of, of that word. So curses under the Old Testament were humongous. Like for us, it doesn't mean much to the inner city because folks stay cursing us out. But to the Hebrew Israelite under the Old Testament, words had power, names had meaning. This is the reason why names were important. They try to connect a name to a blessing. Territories, they try to connect territories with blessing. Uh, everything they did was centered around the blessing, as far as even the ironic blessing. This is how you would bless the children of Israel. So when a curse was activated or the curse was implied or initiated, it, it was the sense was misfortune, which means not walking to the fullness of what God um, had for you as a Hebrew Israelite. Now, the curse originated with Lucifer. Lucifer was the first recipient of the curse in in uh, Isaiah chapter 14 and Ezekiel chapter 28. We find this, that when Lucifer rebelled, Isaiah 14, I will ascend to heaven. I will place my throne above the stars of God. I will be like the most high. The next verse says, I cast you out as an accursed Mm. thing. Then if you go to the book of Ezekiel, it says, uh, because of the multitude of your iniquities, I cursed you. Watch this. The first time the word curse even appears in scripture is with the serpent. Wow. Not just with the serpent, the animal, the serpent that inhabited the serpent. So there were two serpents getting cursed. God cursed the animal. And that's a whole other revelation there where God cursed the animal, which is why when God sent the flood, the Bible says God was angry with man and the animals. But that's another topic for another day, a.k.a. Nephilim. Watch this. And then God cursed the serpent with, uh, with a promise of the crushing of its head of authority. Why? Now now watch this. So what does curse actually fully mean and in in its implication, it means this. I'm gonna use an analogy of prison. I did, you know, I was sentenced to nine years in prison. Many of you know uh, my, my story. Now watch this. When you commit a crime already condemned in prison, how could they condemn you if you're already in jail? Did you catch what I just said? If I'm already in jail, And I commit an act of violence against another inmate. What can you condemn me more than I'm already doing time in prison? In this, watch this. They would send the inmate to to the special housing unit, which is the jail, within the jail. Now, why am I saying this? Why did the curse initiate with Lucifer? Because he had already been condemned for his rebellion. You can't condemn him again if he's already condemned. So then what happens after you already been condemned uh, for disobedience and rebellion? Then what judgment could there be to get cursed? Why? Mm. Because to be cursed means to change and to alter your DNA, which means to give you more punishment than the punishment than you that you are already uh, carrying out. So that's kind of like where it started. Now, to answer the next question, can there be multiple curses upon curses? Yes. Ezekiel chapter 28 actually says this, because of the multitude of your iniquities... I banished you. That word multitude means this, that there was more than one iniquity. So there are iniquities that are in layers or in sequences, one, two, three, four. Leviticus chapter 27, this is probably the most outstanding, at least for me, with multiplied curses, um, where God told the children of Israel that if you don't obey me, this is what he said, I will curse you seven times. He actually said that curse you seven times. Watch this. And then he said this. If you don't repent, I will curse you another seven times upon those seven times. Now we're talking about 14 curses. Then he says if you still don't learn about that, I will curse you another seven times. Now you got, biblically speaking, 21 curses activated in one person's rebellion. For those of you that are watching, I'm here to tell you, re- Flee your rebellion and get set free today. If you're watching me, God is saying I can go up the bloodline. I could go down the bloodline and break every single generation of curse that is there. Watch this. Watch this. God said I will curse you seven times. Watch Watch this. That's the same thing connected to seven unclean spirits came back in a person. And that person's state is worse off than the first. Now watch this. Here's where things change. Because the person that fell is a just man. And the Bible says, though a just man falls seven times, he rises up again, which means if you feel that you got multiple curses in your life, meaning you got a curse of perversion, a curse of poverty, a curse of whatever, you're a Christian, love the Lord, but you got all these unresolved issues. I'm here to tell you that the curse breaker, the blood of Come Jesus, on. will break and sever every ger- every generational curse. First curse, second curse, third curse. Man, Isaiah, you better stop me because I'm Come preaching. On. Hold up a second. Let me see if we have reached. The 100 k Hold on a second. We wanna see if we reached the hundred K. You're on fire. We, I
0: don't wanna water it down.
1: We are seven subs away from Facebook, reaching Facebook. Three, reaching three hundred subs and we reached a hundred K Facebook page, free ebook. Seven of you. Look at that. Seven. I just said seven curses. I want to see who is going to be the seven highly favored blessed Christians that are going to press subscribe to our Facebook channel right now and get a Come free Hey say, what? tell me what's going on because I know you're holding back. Yes, and you listen, preach.
0: listen. For those of you that are just jumping on, he said if we had 100000 on his Facebook page, he'll give away his last book. Free 99, for all of you that in the chat, they're like, oh, you're gonna make me buy something. It's free, it's free. So he's gonna give it away for 24 hours once he hits 100,000 and he's seven people away. So be one of those seven people. There's 3,000 of you on here. Listen, if there's 3,000 of you on here live listening to our voice, and seven of you can't go like this page. I don't even know what we're gonna do with y'all. So go right now, like the Facebook page. I'm sure he just hit it. The links in the yeah. description, the links there in the chat. We're gonna hit that, and that will be posted for the next 24 hours on his page. Now I want to talk about. Listen, you, isn't this like your third interview today, bro? You are still on fire. Hold on a second, we did it. We have cracked the hutch again. Let's go. <laughs>
1: You guys are going to get a free ebook copy of the book, The Secrets to Deliverance, for 24 hours just as a free gift to you. But go ahead, Isaiah. I'm going to put the link to the link. No, you're I'm on your third me. interview today,
0: bro, and you are on fire. Now you guys know why I like to listen to them. Okay, I want to <laughs> go into, because we could go all night here. I know you're three hours ahead. So I want to talk about how you get a generational curse. Where do these curses come from? Now, I'm going to give you a little break because you just preached a fire sermon. So I'll start, okay. and then if I miss anything... Then you can add your input but let me answer this one i have a whole list here guys i'm going to shotgun these i'm not going to stop so you know i love all the grandmas out there but i'm not going to slow down for you to write them in your notebook you're going to have to rewind this to get these into your notebook i'm going to shotgun these i'm going to give you 37 biblical curses with scriptures for all of you heresy hunters in the chat that are already banned by the way we're banning plenty of people tonight if you want to get banned say something stupid and you'll get invited to the block party don't get mad if we ban you you're like well i want to have freedom of speech it's our ch- channel it's our page it's our chat room go troll somewhere else this is not the channel to get to troll we will just ban you we don't care we're not afraid to but let me give you 37 biblical curses these are if you commit the sin according to the bible this is gonna, you're gonna get a curse, okay? So number one, idolatry. That's Exodus chapter 20, verse five, Deuteronomy 27, 15. Number two, incest with your sister, your mother-in-law or your father's wife. That's Deuteronomy 27, 22. Adultery, that's Leviticus 20, 10, Numbers 5, 27, Deuteronomy 22:22 and Job 24, 15. Cruelty to handicap people. This is Deuteronomy 27, 18. These are guaranteed. If you do these things, you are gonna come under a curse according to the Bible. Number five is oppressing those that have no defense, the defensive the defenseless. That's Deuteronomy 27 19. Fornication hello all of you that are shacking up together living together trying to defend your fornication you listen to preachers that say fornication isn't sin just had to throw that shot out there real quick if you know you know that's Deuteronomy twenty-two twenty-one. 21 you will come under a curse number seven if you dishonor your parents that's Deuteronomy 27 16 number uh, Deuteronomy 27 21 is number eight sexual relationships with any animal That's sexual relationships with any animal. Number nine, if you defraud a neighbor, Deuteronomy 27, 17. Number 10, homosexual relationships. That's Genesis 19, 1 through 25 and Leviticus 20, verse 13. Number 11, sexual intercourse during menstruation. This is in your Bible. I'm just saying, you might say, well, we're not under that. You can do what you want with this. This is Leviticus 20, 18. Marrying a woman and her mother. That's Leviticus 20, 14. That's number 12. Number 13 is R-A-P-E. Again, r-a-p-e i don't want to get banned that's deuteronomy 22:25. 25. number 14 is children conceived out of wedlock they come under that curse yes it's biblical that's deuteronomy 23 2. number 15 is accursed objects in your possession number 16 is any occult practice that's divination sorcery omens witchcraft consulting a medium consulting the dead it's leviticus 20 verse 6 leviticus 27 and deuteronomy 18 verses 9 through 13. again for all you grandmas out there i love you i'm not going to slow down you're going to have to rewind this I'm almost done. Number 17 is murder. That's Deuteronomy eleven twenty eight. Number eighteen is hiring someone for murder, and that's including paying for abortions thats Deuteronomy 27 25 number 19 is forsaking the Lord that's Deuteronomy 28 20 number 20 is not serving the Lord joyfully and gladly in times of prosperity Deuteronomy 28 not reverencing the name of the Lord Deuteronomy 28 presumption and thought and disregarding the words of God and doing your own thing that's Deuteronomy 29 19 cursing or mistreating the seeds of Abraham that's uh, Genesis chapter 12 verse 3 and numbers chapter 24 verse 9 refusing to help during the Lord's warfare. Hey, that's a good that's a that's a crazy one there. That's Judges 5:23. If you refuse to fight in the Lord's war, you will come under a curse. That's also Jeremiah 48:10. This is shotgun time, guys. Give me one more minute here. Failure to give God glory that's Malachi 2 2 robbing God in your tithes and offering that's Haggai 1 6 through 9 in Malachi 3 chapter 3 verse 9 neglecting working for the Lord that's Jeremiah 48 10 enticing others to follow false religions Deuteronomy what? 13 6 taking away or adding to the word of God Revelation 22 and you're like oh well, I don't believe curses are New Testament Revelation 22 18 says if you add or take away from the word of God you will be under a curse teaching rebellion against the word of God that's Jeremiah 28 Refusing to warn those who sin ezekiel chapter three defiling the sabbath that is exodus 31 and numbers 15 verse 32 perverting the gospel that's galatians 1 8 through 9 cursing a ruler that's exodus 22 28 and 1 kings 2 2 chapter 2 ver, verse 8 through 9 almost done three more refusing to forgive others even though you're asking god to forgive you that's matthew 18 34 you will come under a curse child sacrifice such as abortion that's leviticus 18 21 and deuteronomy 18 10. and then 37 i have given you guys over 60 verses here disobedience against any of the lord's commandments that's deuteronomy eleven twenty-eight 28 and chapter 27 verse 26 pagani that is 37 things you it. can do to get a curse. If you have, (laughs) if you have any left in you after that, these are ways, bro, the Bible makes it clear. I don't understand how people say this is not biblical generational curses and curses. This is how you curse your bloodline. If you do these things now, God, some of you might say, well, I don't think fornication is wrong. Listen, God knows what's best for you. And God is saying, if you do the things I know are not good for you, That lead to bad, bad. um, How do I say this? Bad results, consequences. You will come under that curse. God will give the enemy legal right to demonize you, to come against you, to keep you in bondage. These are ways you come under the curse. Did I miss any Pagani? Did I miss any of these things? Do you have anything in your book of coming under the curse like that?
1: Actually, in the back of our book, there there we added an appendix, and the vast majority of the curses that you mentioned um, mm, are so in good. the back of the book. So, not only did we write the book, um, in the back we have an appendix of other other curses. If you could probably see this, as you can yeah. see, they're biblical verses uh, where people can kind of go over that and just do some self inventory. As the Holy Spirit leads you. So, um, if you buy the book, you're gonna see that it's a lot thicker than my first book. So, here's my first book, The Secrets to Deliverance, absolute bestseller. But this one became thicker. Why? Because there is a vast amount of scriptural references in the New Testament uh, that actually allude to that, yes, a Christian, though saved, can be potentially under a generational curse. It has nothing to do with affecting their salvation, it has nothing to do uh, with uh, uh, aborting their destiny or anything like that, but it does affect their practical application in their journey in Christ. And we, this book has been five years in the making. Secrets of Deliverance has been out for five years. I was supposed to release this the year later, and I felt it. I just wasn't ready to release it yet. And I'm glad that I didn't release it yet, because look how much God gave us uh, as concerning various things. And let me tell you something. In this book, I talk about the curse of racism. Mm. I got into racism, I have not read any book that dedicates almost half a chapter on the curse of racism. I actually, in this book, talk about the curse of hip-hop culture. I have never seen anybody write anything remotely close to anything about hip-hop culture. Now, hip-hop is not the devil, uh, but some of its ideologies is rooted in anarchy and rebellion and an orphan spirit and a lot of the trauma that comes with the transatlantic slave stuff. I get into that in this book, which is why it's thick here. We talk about vanity. I don't know, no book on vanity. We talk about gluttony in here. We talk about the curse of envy. I said, God, I wanna talk about curses that nobody talks about because there is a plethora and a buffet of books on generational curses that I think that are amazing, but I think they're a bit repetitive. They're kind of Good. repeating the same things that we already know. And I said, God, show me what we are not talking about. And he gave me a lot. I go in here, the curse of dishonor, that we're seeing that, we're yep. seeing that all, all everywhere, right? Not only that, but then God sold me. He said, son, I want you to talk about Proverbs chapter six, the six and the seven things that I find that are an abomination to me. We talk about it here. Nobody really talks about that because we're focusing on some of the more popular curses that are kind of out there. But you need to go pick this up. The link of where you could go pick this up, the Amazon link, I want you to pre-order it today. And there are some outlets that are already sending it out. You actually might get it before next week. And when you get it, here's what I want you to do. I want you to take a picture of it, tag me on it, and encourage me, and also on September 5th, all of you. Because right now, if you pre-order it, they're not going to allow you to do a review. But when you, September 5th, go back, put a review, and let's get it, the algorithm up. Because my goal, and I'm going to be honest with you, I want to help see Christians get set free, but Isaiah, and I shared this with you, one of my personal ambitions, and if you know, and ambition is not a bad thing as long as our ambitions have been placed at the cross, you know, things yes. that we we desire. You know, my my desire is not only to see the body of Christ get set free. I have two real personal ambitions that I'm like, Lord, allow this to happen. And you said one of them earlier in the show. I'm praying and I really believe that this is going to happen because it's kind of already happening that my books, because there's going to be a third part to this. um, I already have the title for it. Isaiah knows the title. um, But is that my books will be taught in every biblical institute, Bible school, seminary when it comes to the topic of demonology and spiritual warfare. That's my Mm. personal prayer, that my books would be what professors are telling their students. You need to read this book. We're going to go into the next uh, couple of weeks on demonology. Read these books. That's one of my personal prayers. The second prayer that I'm really genuinely praying and I pray that you guys would pray with me is I'm hoping that secular markets and outlets would get a hold of this book. And when talk shows, secular talk shows uh, talk about demonology and generational curses or something like that, that they would invite me a spirit-filled believer, and any spirit-filled believer that is thorough in this particular topic, but I'm praying that that we, that we, I would be the go-to guy on these platforms representing scripture, representing Christ, spirit-filled, because I don't know if you guys noticed this, a lot of these talk shows, when they invite some clergy, a lot of them are woke clergy yep, that are living yep. double lives. I'm praying that one day I would be on these secular shows representing scripture, representing sola scriptura, representing solo Christos, and also talking about the demonic in a way that is Christ-glorified and Christ-centered cross-focused. That's been my prayer. So I want you to pray that the secular would open and that this would be good conversation on some of the top content podcasts that are out there. I'm believing God that one day... The Demon Slayers will be on. All four of us will be on various networks talking about demons, deliverance, generational curses, and spiritual warfare. So you need to go pick
0: up this book. Yes, let me answer some questions in the chat. The on his Facebook, he'll be posting the link to his last book, free for 24 hours because we hit 100,000 on Facebook. So all of you on YouTube, they keep spamming. Where do I get the link to his last book? He's gonna post that on his Facebook after the broadcast. okay he's gonna minutes. post in five minutes I was gonna say after but hey he's gonna do it no, all I'm of live gonna, I'm gonna post it as a matter of fact let's post it now let's post yeah. it now so he's gonna all post right. it on his Facebook the link free to his last book this book is on pre-order it's on Amazon I think it's $17 right now it's on a discount on Amazon you can go get that in the link or pinned in the comment and guys I want to tell you we're an hour and 10 minutes in we're not done but we're barely scratching the surface we're barely giving you an intro we we don't have time to go through the whole book we're barely in fact we had like 25 it's i had 25 in chat room. it's going to be in the chat i had like 25 or 30 questions i wanted to ask him and i think i'm on like number eight or nine so we're not going to be able to get through all these questions and go through all the stuff we want to talk about so you need to grab the book and there's the book the link to his last book for free so there's a free ebook of secrets to deliverance best-selling book on deliverance that's right there in the in the comments you could also go to his facebook page and that's going to be on his facebook page so you can go ahead and get that link okay Let me ask you this. I'm only going to ask you a few more because I know we're an hour and 10 in. I don't want to go two hours because then the views, we don't get it out there. It just, once we go over two hours, they they restrict us from reaching a lot of people. But give me, a lot of people in the chat are like, how do I know the difference between going through a challenge... Or a generational curse because some people maybe they're not under a generational curse they're just going through a financial challenge and we we definitely don't want to blame everything on demons which we don't we don't want to blame everything on curses we don't want to walk around being like i'm cursed tomorrow i'm cursed today i'm cursed next week in an hour i'm gonna have a new curse we don't want to be obsessed with curses but we also want to be aware so give me some insight or maybe some wisdom of how do i know pagani if this is just a challenge or it's actually a curse that i'm under
1: very simple if the challenge gets resolved and you're still dealing with it, mm. the deliverance, then you might be dealing with the generational curse. Now, why am I saying that? It's because us demon slayers, we, we've said this before, we believe, you know, that once the same question is always applied how do I know I have a demon? We say this that after you've crucified your flesh, After you've disciplined yourself, taken personal responsibility, you're fellowshipping with the saints, you're giving, you're doing everything that you know to be right, and the problem still persists, then you need a deliverance because there's a demon there. But let's take it a step further. If after you go through deliverance and the problem is still persisting to some degree, then now you're not dealing with a challenge. Now you're not dealing with a demon. Now you're dealing with a potential generational curse that needs to be resolved. Not You can't cast out a generational curse. Mm. You can only cast out the demons after the curse has been broken. The curse, the only way is the curse has to be revoked Or or God has to decree a new law and the new law trumps out the lesser law. That's just how legalities work. This is why in the book of Esther, I think God was trying to let us know. Remember when Xerxes said to Mordecai and to Esther, the decree of the Persians can't be changed. I already told everybody that it's okay to kill the Jews, right? What did she did? She fasted and we prayed. And we'll get into that a little bit later because that's part of how you begin to break the generational curse. Now watch this. What did... Uh, Mordecai suggests. He said, "Well, decree a new law that the Jews can defend themselves." And that's what he did, and they were not annihilated. The principle is there. The, how do you break a generational curse? Is when you begin to seek God, and God begins to do it. God will either revoke it through repentance and renouncing, and maybe we'll get into that a little bit. That probably be the, maybe the next question. You know, or God has to decree a new law concerning you and your bloodline, and then the new law becomes a greater law. Hebrews chapter 7 actually talks about Melchizedek. He said, when God wanted to change the priesthood, he actually says this in the text. Hebrews chapter 7 says, when God wanted to change the priesthood, the law must be changed to permit it. Mm. So, And that's when he said this. He said this, you are a priest forever after the order of Melchizedek. That was a new law that actually trumped the order of Aaron and Levi. That's how it works. Why? Because it's never a personal thing. It's always a legal thing. And I get into the specifics of that. Because I don't want to give you all the meat and potatoes, but the specifics of that are in here. This is all a legal battle. It's all up there. And watch this. Job is a perfect example of that. His personal struggles. Now watch this. Watch this. If and when it is a challenge, the Holy Spirit will tell you, this is not a curse, don't pursue. The Holy Spirit will reveal it. What we're not trying to perpetuate is uh, generational curse idolatry or generational curse cookie-cutter formula or incantation. No, everything has to be under the direction of the Holy Spirit. When the Holy Spirit reveals... In this situation, this might actually be a generational curse. As a matter of fact, let me give you an example of this biblically. The boy with the epileptic seizure. Now you know why the, they couldn't cast it out. They tried to do deliverance. And what did Jesus say? This kind doesn't come up about praying and fasting. Why? Because this was a bloodline issue. You know how I know it was a bloodline issue? Because Jesus asked him, How long? How long has this been there? And the father said, this has been there since he was a child and all of this stuff and got into breaking it down. And there was there was bloodline issues going on there. So when, when they asked him, Lord, why couldn't we cast this out? He said, well, this kind doesn't come out but by prayer and fasting. Now, why? Without making it, you know, extreme Pentecostalism in this statement, but very simple. Isaiah 58 actually talks about when you fast and pray, it's to loose the bands of wickedness. What does that mean when you read it? It means to loosen up that which is pertinent to the bloodline. Bands are what you and I understand as holds, H-O-L-D-S. Now you know why the Bible says, be ye saved, you and your house hold So in scripture when every time God wanted to talk about houses he said household 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 why because Because your house is held together as a band This is why in the Old Testament when there were certain families that would come out to war It says the bands of the tribe of this the bands of that is the same thing. What's a band? It's a rope. Do you see how the metaphors are actually there and Proverbs actually talks about the ropes of wickedness. So you need to go get this book. I'm trying to be nice because then I'll give you all the meat and the potatoes. Yeah,
0: you want to we, you we go deep into it. Yeah, that's so good. And I wanted to just to clarify on the chat. Guys, the link does work. I've reposted it five times. I've tested it. I've downloaded the copy. It works. Those of you on Facebook, you cannot do it on a Facebook browser. You need to go on Safari Type that short URL link in your Safari browser. But just so you know, it works. I just downloaded a copy of your last book for free that's in the comments. He gave that away for free tonight, guys. Make sure you get his new book. Okay, let me ask you just a couple more, and then I'm going to have you pray, and we're going to talk about how to break the curse. So just a minute. Let me ask you one or two more quickly here. Should people constantly be stressed? Because here's what I've come to find. Now, I am... I love deliverance I teach deliverance me and you both have video after video you've written books we believe in it all that But we also will be the first ones to tell you don't become demon obsessed Everything's not a demon don't be freaked out all the time and when I talk about curses I did a live stream years ago on this everybody was just so stressed about I'm under a new curse I'm under a new curse and I realized people started talking a lot about Like every day they were worried about coming under a new curse. Should we be constantly stressed that we're under a curse? I I love what you just said about Listen, if there's a curse there God's gonna reveal it to you. We're gonna break it. Don't be freaking out Don't be all stressed out. I do want to be careful though that we don't create and I know this is not your heart people that are constantly stressed about a new demon a new curse a new demon a new curse and we're more worried about the curse than we are about the cross, so we don't want to be obsessed with the curse. We want to be obsessed with the cross. Tell me a little bit about what are your thoughts about people that are always just stressed? I'm under a new curse for everything. I I I just think it's it goes back to
1: misinformation. Mm. I think sometimes uh, deliverance ministers, or maybe it's uh, maybe we need to be a little bit more thorough, or maybe even add disclaimers as we teach more because we are so. You know, persistent in talking about you know deliverance, it gives, it, it implies that this is something that we that the the listeners should be consistently looking out for all the time. Mm. No, the Bible is very clear. Submit yourself to God. Resist the devil, and he will flee. What I've learned is this, and I'm gonna speak from experience. I've had people uh, drive hours to our church. It happens every week. People, as a matter of fact, last Sunday they fly out to our church. You know, and um. And many times they try to strong arm me to take them through deliverance. Now, in the early days, I did. But I've learned I've learned a thing or two. I only administer deliverance if the Holy Spirit gives me the green light in yes. that person's life in that moment. No one is ever going to get why. Very simple. Why? Because, yes, I'll pray for you. I'll intercede for you as a pastor. Of course, you're going to get prayed for. But you can't. Li- look at this. In life, no person is in control of their court date. The courtroom is in charge of that. (laughs) You see what I'm saying? So what do I mean by this? So then, Pastor, when is the court date? You'll know because the Holy Spirit will tell you. Why? Because you have the Spirit of Christ living in you, and he'll show you, and you'll just have this awareness like, man, I think I I actually might be under a curse. Wow. And then he'll put in your heart, to, to fix it and to resolve it, let me tell you something, and I say this, and we and Isaiah we say this all the time, and please guys don't take this you know as a form of boasting, yes, we are deliverance ministers, yes uh yes we we love and deliverance is our forte and our niche and all of that, and amen God is gracious to do this, you know, but I'm gonna be very honest with you, we don't get the backlash as many people think that we get the right. backlash because of what we're doing we're enjoying life, Yep, I'm telling you. Isaiah is all, if you watch his Facebook and YouTube, sh- social media channels, he's always on vacation with his family. On, and his
0: camping, family. camping. He's
1: always camping. What does that mean? I'm, I'm enjoying Christianity. The yes. problem, is, the issue is when the devil rears his ugly head, I cast it out. When the yep. Holy Spirit tells me you got a curse, I get it fixed. I'm here to tell you, Jesus came to give you life. life more abundantly we are not in a search for a devil under every rock come on we just are the ones when the devil comes out of the rock we send them to the rock of ages and we send them back to the abyss don't get deliverance generational curse phobia good do not Get deliverance and generational curse phobia. I'll be honest with you, right now, I'm not dealing with anything that requires me to deal with a generational curse, but watch this. A couple of years ago, when me and my wife realized when I first started traveling all over the world, people didn't know this, and I think I, I don't think I've ever shared this, I've only shared this on my channel. In the early days, when uh, we were the new the new emerging preacher of deliverance, and we were on TBN, and we were on Daystar, we were on the Word Network, we were everywhere, people don't know this, I was living in a drug-infested building in an apartment in Washington Heights, Manhattan. Mm. Nobody knew that. So those videos with the bookcase behind me, I was in the hood just preaching preaching my heart out, and people didn't know this until about two or three years later, I'm traveling the world, coming back to people smoking weed in front of my building, and then it just dawned on me one day. I said, something ain't right here. Something ain't right I said, I'm helping multitudes get set free. I'm stuck here. And I prayed this one prayer. I said, God, this is a true story. I said, God, let my lifestyle match my revelation. Mm. That's all I prayed. And God revealed to me, son, you're free. I'm using you, but you're under a generational curse of poverty. And you need to break it. And me and my wife went on a mission. It took us some time, but we fixed our credit. We paid off every debt. We fought our way through. We went through deliverance. We fixed our every little detail as the Holy Spirit revealed it to us. And I tell you, within eight months, we became first-time homeowners in our own property in upstate, in the, bu- in the suburbs. Something that would have never happened. And here's what's crazy. Here's what's crazy. When my wife started saying we're going to get a house and we're going to go for a house for the first time, can you believe I got negative? I got negative out of nowhere when she told me we we're going to we go for a house. I wow. went into this. Well, I don't want to get happy. And then we don't get it. No, nah, I don't want to go for a house. Because you know that the system is designed for us people of brown and black to not get. I, and my wife looked at me and was like, what are you talking about? And I caught myself that I had gotten accustomed to living under that curse, that the cells wow. in my body through epigenetics thought poverty was blessing mm. because I had no parallel. And I caught myself and I repented. I said, God, you got to break the curse. And we did, and God broke the curse. God broke the curse. And then when we walk to this day, when we walk in our home and our own property, you know, I go, God, thank you. Wow. And for those of you that are watching me that feel my story, some of you are watching me and you're Mm. living in that same place. God has sent me here to tell you that yes, you're saying, and here's what's crazy, some of the most anointed prophets are broke and they're stuck and they're dealing with things and they're living somewhere trapped. Yes, you're anointed, but there's a curse there. There's a curse there. Some of you are dealing with the curse of sickness. Some of you are dealing with the curse of negativity. Some of you are dealing with the curse of sexual perversion. You're anointed, but you're still perverted. And I'm not here to tell you, I'm not judging you, but God is saying tonight, he wants to tell you, Yes, you've gone through deliverance. Yes, you're still doing the fasting and the praying. Keep doing that stuff. God is saying what you're dealing with is a generational curse. And I'm not talking about that storefront, you know, superstition, extreme, mixed with extreme stuff that we see out there. No, I'm talking about for real, for real, for real, where God is saying, I'm going to break, I'm going to break this curse. Ask him. So you're saying, how do you do that? Because Isaiah said, how do we do
0: it? This is the so perfect so- time. How to break the curse. Let's do it. You, you teed us off. How do we break the curse? I'm ready. I'm ready, bro. Break, <laughs> break every curse off me. Whatever's there, Lord, free me. How, how do we break the curse? That's what everyone wants to know. Number one is this. I can't give you all of them because then you won't get
1: the book. But I'll give you the first two. But we will pray. And I am going to yep. pray for God to begin to reveal what those things are. It's number one, let me help you understand this. You have to learn how to negotiate in the courtroom. Now I know you're probably saying that's impossible, I have no idea how to do that. No, what I am trying to tell you is this, is you gotta get out of the mind of living room, babysitting Christianity, and learn how to plead. Plead in the courtroom. The word plead, watch this, is where you and I get the word intercession. Did you know that the word intercession is a legal word? It means to plead. The story of the unjust judge. Remember it, those of you that are watching? What's the moral of the story of the parable? That the widow was banging on the door of the judge saying one thing. She didn't say, bless me. She didn't say, give me a new car, give me a new home. What did the widow say? Give me justice. Give me justice. Now, watch this. The Bible says that the just, the unjust judge said, I don't fear God and I don't fear people, which means he can't be bribed. But because this woman troubleth me, this woman is troubling me. She's banging on my door nonstop. I shall give her justice. And the text says, and I will do it swiftly. The next verse says, shall not God swiftly answer them that plead before him? And then he says this, but when the Son of Man comes to the earth, will he find faith? What does that mean? Not the evangelical faith that we're talking about. No, he's talking about faith. In how to move in the courtroom. Faith in the system. The system. This is why God told, uh, Jesus told the apostles, I haven't seen no greater faith in this Roman centurion. He understands how to move in kingdom. So the first thing I'm going to say is this. How do you do it? How do you do it? How do you do it? You got to get out of the mindset of prayer into a mindset of pleading. Why? Because the prayer is in the pleading, which means you gotta begin to get a courtroom mindset when you go into prayer. You go into prayer. The second thing I want to say is this, is here is where you do, and I encourage you, it's not a rule, but I would encourage you to get into some fasting and prayer. Why? Because it sensitizes you to focus you to be able to hear clearly from God as to what is actually going on. The third thing I'm going to tell you is I actually have six things to do here. I'm going to give you the third one. All right? Uh, that Fasting was an, was an added blessing. The second one is this. Your posture. Your posture. Your posture means this. How you position yourself at the mercy of the court. Lord Jesus. I know I'm highly favored. Lord, I know it's not a salvation issue. But I think in this area... I've tried everything. I just feel like there's something holding my life, holding my bloodline, and I can't do it. And the best example of this, and I actually talk about this in the last chapter, is Abraham. You want to know what I love about Abraham's story with the three men that visited him? Was Abraham was a good negotiator in the courtroom. He said, hold on, Lord, if there's 10 people righteous, if there's five people righteous, and what was he doing? What was Abraham doing with the Lord? He was bargaining. Now you know why in the court is called right now plea bargain. You need to plea bargain with God right now through intercession. And I want those of you that are watching, all I want you to do bargain. is ask the Holy Spirit. You're just going to ask the Holy Spirit. Why? Because Jesus is your advocate, but the Holy Spirit is the spirit of truth. He guides you into all truth, and he'll show you how to navigate in this whole courtroom procession. And you're going to ask the Holy Spirit right now. You know how I know it's the Holy Spirit? Because Romans chapter 8 says the Holy Spirit groans with words and utterings that cannot be understood with the human mind, but he that searches the hearts of mind knows what the Spirit is saying. What does that mean? that means the Holy Spirit is praying in our weakness. If you read the text, what does it actually say? The Holy Spirit pleads in our weakness. That's what the text says. Which means, so I want you right now, this is for some of you, not all of you, I'm gonna show you what to do with two groups. The first group, if you have the baptism of the Holy Spirit, I want you to start praying in tongues right now where you're at. Just pray in tongues right now. Why? Because the Holy Spirit Spirit will begin to plead before the Father for you and begin to bring, bring it up. Now, for those of you that haven't received the baptism of the Holy Spirit, one, you can get baptized in the Holy Spirit now. We're Pentecostal here. I believe in the infilling of the Holy Spirit. Receive it now. But if that experience has not happened, then you plead with words that you do understand. And I want you to ask the righteous judge. righteous judge. This is why Paul called them the righteous judge. Jesus in one of the parables called them the righteous judge, not just Holy Father. I want you to talk to the Father right now and say, Heavenly Father, I believe that I might have a generational curse in my life, I don't know what it is. I'm asking you, I'm pleading before you, that you would reveal it to me what that may be and help me begin the process of resolving it. I want you to pray that now in Jesus' mighty name. There's somebody that's watching me. You're a very big online content creator and you're not really Christian. And for some reason, I feel the Holy Spirit... He made you hear this moment at this point. And God wants me to tell you, He's blessed you with influence, He's blessed you with reach, but you're miserable. And God has given you tons, tons of finances. And God is saying, It's not because you're special, it's because I want to use you to finance the kingdom and do some great work through you. But you've been asking God, and here's the thing: you're a Christian. You've been you've been reading the Bible. You've been kind of drawing close to, co- close to God and you've been, you've been obeying it. But, but now these other issues are rising up. And as a matter of fact, the Spirit of God is telling me to tell you that you've been praying, God, what am I doing wrong? What am I doing wrong? I'm seeking you. I'm praying. I'm praying. What is going on? It's because there are generational curses that are there. That's in your bloodline that heaven is saying me and you need to have a talk, not in the tabernacle, but in the courtroom. And I need you to spend a season with me pleading before me so that way I can begin to deal with you. And God wants me to tell you that you're gonna be all right. I'm sorry, Isaiah. I just feel like saying that there's somebody I just really feel so like good. Go ahead, that's it's so good. That's watching and i and i really and i and i kind of see them right i really do see them that they're there and they're saying man i've been trying this god thing out but man i'm like dealing with this other stuff and like and i did kind of like i agree with deliverance or whatever and maybe they're not fully surrendered and i could deal with that but it's a generational curse operating in your life and the reason why you haven't been able to make that full transition is because there's some generational curses of bad choices generational curses of man of, here's what I'm saying. Like there's people in your bloodline that have been like fraud. I hear the word like fraud. Like they've been like conniving and you know, there's been a lot of stuff that they've done to manipulate people out of things that uh, that change lives. That's in the bloodline. There's been a lot of, the only word that comes to me would be fraud. I'm not saying that it's fraud, but it's kind of like swindling people out of, money and things like that. And your bloodline is cursed in that area. Cursed in that area because there's been a lot of things stolen, stolen, and God is fighting your bloodline. But God is saying, he's going to break the curse with you. He's going to break the and you're going to break that curse in your life. And God is saying, you're going to get set free. So I want those of you that are watching, especially specifically if there's somebody that I'm prophesying to, I want you to write to Isaiah's ministry, if that's you, and say he was talking directly to me, whether you're watching now live or on a replay later. All right, but I know this is for somebody. I want you to pray, and you're going to say, Heavenly Father, I know you love me. I live for you, but Lord, I'm, I, I feel like I'm still stuck in some areas. And I've gone through deliverance, Lord. What is going on? Is this a curse? Show me the curses in my life that you want to deal with right now. I want you to pray that right now in Jesus' mighty name. Now, let me pray for you because whatever I bind on earth will be bound in heaven and whatever I loose on earth will be loose in heaven. And you could do that too. But Father, I'm praying right now in the name of Jesus that every person that prayed that prayer now Father, you would begin to reveal it in their life right now in the name of Jesus. And that it would be clear. Father, I'm asking for clear revelation, not vagueness, not generic. Clear. Show them what it is and what caused it. No sensationalism, Lord. Just show it and reveal it to them. Now, if he's doing that to you right now, because right now I'm kind of preaching like for you to go pray. But if there's somebody doing that right now, then I want you to renounce it. I want you to renounce it and do what Daniel did. Do what, Hezek- uh, do what um, Ezra did and do what Nehemiah did. In all of their three reformatory prayers, they renounced the sins of their ancestors. I want you to ask God to forgive the iniquity in your bloodline and name it. Do it now. Do it now. Name it. Name what that thing is. Name what that thing is. Do it now. And then just say, Heavenly Father... I repent for the iniquity of X, Y, and Z in the bloodline. And I hear the Lord saying, tell them to say their last name. God is going to break the curse attached to your last name. There's some last name curses going on there. He's going to break the curse there. I want you to say it. I break, Heavenly Father, I renounce iniquity in my so-and-so last name. And you say to say your last name there and break it. Heavenly Father, I come in agreement with them, Lord, now in the name of Jesus. Father, I pray that there would be a courtroom deliberation right now in Jesus' mighty name, Lord, right through this broadcast, Father, and that you would begin to set the captives free. Satan, in the name of Jesus, I command you by the authority of the courtroom of heaven and in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. You heard their prayer, they renounced you, and you received a memo from heaven. Go! Go now! Loose them and let them go! Come out of them now in the name of Jesus. I order you in the name of Jesus. Demons are signs of generational curses of sexual perversion. Go now. Demons are signs of generational curses of fevery and robbery. Go out now. Generational curses of divorce. Come out of them now. In the name of Jesus. Generational curse of witchcraft and the occult and new age. Go, go, go. Out, out, out. Loose them and let them go. Release them Now. In the name of Jesus, and I order, you never return back to them again. In Jesus' mighty name. Generational curses. Demons are a generational curses of sickness and disease. Come out of the people now. Loose them and let them go. Out. Out. Now, my brother and sister, I want you to breathe those things out. The word spirit means breath. Breathe those things out. Exhale those things out. Push those things out. Come out of them now. In the name of Jesus. Now, Heavenly Father, I'm asking that the Holy Spirit, our Holy Spirit, we humbly ask you that you would invade every person that's truly going through freedom right now and completely set them free, Lord, by your power. Lord Jesus, you are the deliverer, not us. Set them free. Through the efficacy of your work on the cross, we apply the blood of Jesus over your life right now in Jesus' name. We apply the cross of Christ. And if you're watching me and you're not born again, baby, you can't get rid of the curse until you get saved. You must be born again right now. Repent of your sin. You can't pray this prayer and not get saved. It ain't going to work. That's not how it works. You got to be in the kingdom. You must repent. You are a sinner. And if you died in that condition, I wouldn't want to be you. But Jesus died for your sin. He was buried. And three days later, he resurrected from the dead. And Jesus said, I am your curse breaker. And I will break the curse of sin and death over your life first. And I hear the Lord telling me to tell you. I literally heard this. Jesus wants me to tell you. Let me in your bloodline through repentance Mm. and faith in me. Let me in. Just repent and say, Jesus. I believe you died on that cross. I repent and I surrender. Come into my heart, come into my life. I believe you as the only means for my salvation. And I believe that your gospel is the only way to heaven. I turn from sin and I ask you to set me free and set my bloodline free. If you prayed that prayer, now now watch what God is going to do in your life in the next 30 days in Jesus mighty name
0: Isaiah man I'm getting come on what a Uh, man what a broadcast there's so much breakthrough I've been reading the chat the whole broadcast as you were saying if that's you people were saying that's me getting breakthrough getting deliverance getting freedom guys we're not on this broadcast just giving you information this is demonstration you are getting free you're getting delivered the power of God is touching your life not because we're some special ministers but because the God we serve is alive He's alive today, he's working, he's moving. What a powerful time. I literally can't wait to read this book. I'm telling you right now, I'm not a hyping it up. We've been going on an hour and 40 minutes and we haven't even scratched the surface. We didn't even go through half of what we planned to go through. I cannot wait to get this book. I cannot wait to read this book. Guys, pre-order this, I'm telling you. Now, let me just, let me, this is my community. There's 3,400 3, of you. I could say what I wanna to say to you guys. Do not cry about, oh, you're charging me for a book, friend. The pages, getting it printed costs money. I don't know what world you're living in. I don't know what rock you're living under where everything's free. Everything costs money. And not only that, let me just add this. We have been spamming in the chat. He just gave away his last book to everyone for free. Like guys, guys, just process this. He gave away his last book in the chat We've spammed the link. It's on his Facebook page. He's posting it again tonight for 24 hours. You can get his book for free. We've been posting it over and over again. So please don't cry about sewing tonight. Don't cry about, oh, I have to buy a book on Amazon for $17. Everything costs money. Get the book. Purchase the book. So into tonight's broadcast, don't dine and dash, don't don't be one of those crybabies, don't be a crybaby, we've been two hours for free tonight, we gave you the last book for free tonight, no one's making you pay for anything, the Come content on. tonight is free, he's done like multiple interviews today, here he is, two hours in, praying for you guys, crying out to God for you, teaching you for free, and guess what, you could be here tonight, not spend a dollar, not spend a dime, and get all the content everyone else got, and walk away with a free book. So I just have to say that for some of you. Let's recap this. You had 100000 on Facebook. You're giving your last book away for free for 24 hours. You guys don't have to purchase anything. We also have a download there linked in the comments. Let me link it again for all of you that are like, oh, what's going on, okay? Now, he's also given this. We've also given you a link to pre-order his new book that's out September 1st. So make sure you guys get this new book out September 1st. I'm going to post it again in the comments. Purchase the book, pre-order the book. Now, you can't leave a review until the book comes out. So here's what you're going to do. You're going to pre-order the book. I just posted it again in the comments. This is The Secrets to Generational Curses, not to be confused with The Secrets to Deliverance, which is his last book that we gave away for free in the comments. Okay, You're going to buy the book on pre-order. You're going to read the book, and then you're going to leave a review. Very important. Come back for the review. Leave a review on Amazon. I hope that I recapped it well. Am I missing anything, Pagani? Am I missing anything or did I recap it good? No, all is well.
1: I wanted to give a free giveaway uh, for helping us reach 100K. Um, the link is in the chat room. It's only going to be available for 24 hours. Um, why? Because I want you guys to be able to understand the second book by its predecessor, the first book. And I want it to just be a blessing to you. Um... No, I think that's pretty much it. Now I'm putting the link in the chat room of how they could download the book. But I'm also uh, putting the link where you guys can follow us on YouTube. Um, we're going to start migrating ourselves to the YouTube channel um, as come well. Come on over. So come continue, on over. Just continue, guys. Just continue to follow us. So follow us on Facebook and YouTube. Thank you so much, guys. Thank you, Isaiah, for helping me. Absolutely. Uh, one promote this book. I really believe that this would be a game changer. And I would, I would encourage, I would, I really want to encourage those of you, if you're going to pre-order it, pre-order two copies. I'm going to tell you why. Because you know, some of your Christian friends who are what I would call misinformed based on what we talked about today, they would never buy a book like this. Why don't you gift them a book, buy one for yourself and then buy one for somebody that you know, that could be like, man, give one to your youth pastor. Buy one for your pastor. Buy one for your cell group, life group leader. Go out and get it. The Amazon link. Why? Because very simple. um, We want to be able, and this is just a true story. We want to be able to be able to crack it and make it a New York Times bestseller. And there has been talks about that because you remember, Isaiah, our first book, because of the movie, Come Out in Jesus' Name, that thing went everywhere, you know? Yep. This is the follow-up to it. This is the right book at the right time. And to God be the glory. Praise the you know, Lord. When you get your copy, if you get it early, this is all I'm asking is, take a picture with it and tag me on it. Tag me on it so that way I could do a collage of people with the book. People are already sending it to me. If you enjoyed every revelation that we shared today, 100%. Let me just tell you how this book is. Let me, let me show you the chapters of the book. Let me just read them to you. Chapter number one. Stumbling and searching the mystery of the curse. Chapter number two, human human wiring and epigenetics. Chapter number three, the curse and the courtroom. Chapter number four, six primary ways curses happen. Chapter number five, the algorithm and evolution of curses, which we didn't talk about today. Chapter number six, degrees of disobedience, levels of uncleanness. Chapter number seven, the categorization of the iniquity and curses. Chapter number eight, which which was probably one of the questions that we were going to talk about, but we never got to it, is Satan's weapons of mass destruction. Chapter number number nine, Prayers to remove deep curses, and chapter number 10 is strategies to keep the bloodline cleansed, and then there's an extra blessing in the back. We added an appendix of various ways, like Isaiah mentioned, of where there are multiple ways that one, as a believer, can experience a generational curse, and the last two chapters, the last three chapters are my favorite. Why? Well, all of them are my favorite because in every chapter, we get into... Generational blessings. So I know we were kind of talking good. a lot about curses and curses and curses and curses. This chap, the chapters in each of these books are heavily infused with how to resolve them and the blessing, the blessing, the blessing. We just good. highlighted more curses today, but I talk more about generational blessings here uh, than I did actually generational curses. Except that you can't understand the generational blessings unless you first go through the generational curses. So so good. Follow us on social media and s- thank some people, you people are that saying that, that
0: the book. Some people are saying the free download book is saying they need permission to download. I've just done it on my desktop, guys. I'm not logged into iCloud. I think what's happening is people are logged into their iCloud, and then they're trying to download it, and it's saying they don't have permission. So, guys... Try to maybe sign out of your iCloud before you do it. I'm not sure why a lot of people are saying it's saying I need permission to download. He's going to look into it right now. It's working for me on my PC, and I'm not logged into iCloud. I just download, copy, it saves it as a PDF. and it's So it's fully working for me on my desktop. So maybe you need to get on the computer and do it
1: what I'll do is, is that I'll download it to my server. And okay. then once we get off, I'll go back into all the links that we put there. Okay. And then I'll send you the new link. And that way they could just download it from a regular site. Yeah, it, I would say that just log out of your iCloud. Cause that's kind of like where I store my files, right? So I gave permission to anyone that has the link and download it. So that's why I always keep it. So that's the safe place to do it. Yeah, the, but if that's, be, but if that's say, becoming a problem then, but go ahead.
0: Yes, yeah, someone's saying you need to save it to your files not iCloud so there's an option when you click it I do see this save to iCloud or save to files guys save it to files then go to your files app and open it okay so don't save it to your iCloud that'll ask for permission just save it to files and someone said it works on my Android I just downloaded it so it's working for tons of people lots of people are saying it's working so again say save to files not to and if you're older and you don't know where your files app is just down pull down on your app And then type in files. Pull down on your iPhone, type in files, and your files will pop up just like that. Oh, wait. There we go. Your files will pop up just like that. So scroll down, type in files, and you'll find your... Everyone has a files app. It's just, you know, some of us aren't that young out here, so we got to figure it out. But you're going to do it. I believe in you. Hit save to files and then find it there. Let me announce this really quick, Pagani. We are going to be together. I see Jenny Weaver in the chat. Jenny, we love you. We are all going to be together this weekend at Pastor Greg Locke's Church, Global Vision Bible Church. September, I believe it's second through the fourth or fifth. Don't quote me there. I'll be speaking Saturday night with Pastor Vlad this weekend, Mount Juliet, Tennessee. Info on my website. Pagani's also going to be be there speaking. I believe Monday. Is that wrong or is that right? I'll be
1: I'll be ministering on Sunday. So I'll be, Sunday, I'll be. I'll be sharing the word of the Lord on Sunday.
0: So I'll be there on Sunday. So we're all going to be together this weekend in Mount Juliet, Tennessee. You don't want to miss that event. This is the second annual Deliverance Training Conference. And let's just say there's going to be well over four or 5,000 people. It's going to be massive. It's going to be huge. So you don't want to miss that this weekend. Is there anything else I missed? I'm going to get you off here. We're almost two hours. We're the only ones that we could go two hours and it felt like we just started. We're literally two hours in right now. No,
1: all I want to say is, well, first of all, shout out to all of my ministerial colleagues and friend, Jenny Weaver. I see all of them in there. Man, them core core, core people, you know what you need to do. Their core army is strong. When they study a book, they study a book. So love Jenny Weaver. I'm excited to minister alongside with her this weekend at the National. Big shout out to Pastor Greg Locke, who's hosting this again. So you know he's a supporter of the book. Also, go get Pastor Greg Locke's book that came out today. His book came came out out today, today, Cast It Out. So we just finished promoting that as well earlier today. So other than that, guys, uh, thank you so much for helping us reach the 100K. So now I'm going to put in our links to our YouTube. We're actually at like 95,000. So all 3,000 of you who follow me on YouTube. We'll, We'll... Go over that as well. Other than that,
0: so I, I wanted to say, say that again really quick. Pastor Greg Locke's book just came out today, Cast It Out. So make sure you guys get that book, a great book on deliverance. Make sure you guys get it. We got a lot of books coming out, a lot of stuff happening. We'll be with Pastor Greg Locke this weekend at Global Vision Bible Church, slash schedule, and you can find that there. And then Pagani also has it on his website. All right, man, I'm going to stay on for just a five minutes because I'm starving. I haven't ate today. I'm going to stay on for five I minutes know. and let people give. I love you, bro. I'm going to be sending you something I'm tonight. Tough. Thank you for being on. All right. Salute. Bless you, bro. All right, guys. What a broadcast. Again, he's been with me since the very beginning, since literally February 2020. He was on the podcast episode six, a month after we launched. So into tonight's broadcast. Let's bless him. Book aside, buying the book aside, let's bless him tonight. So help me, help me bless him by giving to this broadcast. Listen, if you want it to be a New York Times bestseller, you just get the core group on it. The core group will put it to the New York Times bestseller right away. We love you, Jenny. We appreciate you. I see Emmanuel in the chat. Love you guys. Um, Yes, you can give right there. Scan the QR code. Now, this is for tonight's broadcast. This was two hours, free 99. If you're listening on audio, IsaiahSaldiver.com slash partner, and you can give that.